This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social episode 2, no season 2, season episode two. <laughs> 26. It's my first time being the presenter of this show, I'll tell you what, it's really weird, but boys, we're joined with Ben, Jack, making his little appearance again, the second time he's ever been on the <laughs> podcast, the first time he's ever interviewed someone, which is weird, and of course, the man himself, Andrea Orlandi. Andrea, how are we today, mate? I'm alright, thank you boys, thank you for having me on, it's such a pleasure. It's so, a pleasure. Mate, I'll tell you what, this is big. Because, Andrea, this is funny because you were the first person that I ever did a live stream with. You may remember it in 2020. It's the first time I ever did a live stream or video content at all. So the fact <laughs> that you're on that. this now, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, of course I do, yeah. Love that. So, yeah, you were the first person that ever saw me do it. So, obviously, now it's a bit funny because, Jack, Jack's you're making first. your <laughs> debut as well with Andrea Orlandi, mate. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, no, uh, I mean... Andrea Orlandi is one of my favourite players, like cult hero. Uh, my friend's got. I remember my friend, like when we were like maybe fifteen or sixteen, he went and got uh, Orlandi's shirt and everything. So <laughs> I'm brilliant. sure I did. I did actually speak to you once, Andrea, at Wolves away, <laughs> and I was I was really really drunk. Um, I tried to buy you a drink. Surprise! And you, you said no, and I just walked off <laughs> like that. So, uh, but yeah, that that's. Uh, that, but when that, was that? I'm like last to... last season, yeah. No, season, that was. was oh, I want to say that was. I think it was the nil-nil draw. It was like just up, just before yeah. Hutton went, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was yeah. before. Wow. That. Yeah, we always. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think the last like five or six times I've been to Wolves, it's been a nil-nil draw. So it could be. It could <laughs> yeah, be yeah, any it of is those usually games. A nil-nil draw. Though. That is actually so, true. Listen, I remember. I remember a three-all draw when Gas was the was the oh, manager. Oh yeah, that was a great game. Oh, man, yeah. and, and and our journey back to Brighton was one of the the craziest I, I've ever had because obviously Gaz was uh, was fuming after the game. We should have won, <laughs> so they equalized yeah. late. And he said, "Well, you you play like kids. I'm gonna treat you like kids." So we had <laughs> we had cartoons on the screens on the bus no all way. the way down no to Brighton. Way. Yeah, we had did Peppa he Pig. Do that? Yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah, 
So after three hours, it was unbearable. So we asked Gordon Greer, please, can you go and talk to him? You know, the captain. It, it, he not... went and, and sat down with him and, and he said, no, no, I'm not going to turn it off. This car turns all that's the way so down good. to Brighton. Yeah, so that's was what there we, any that's other what like, crazy things that Gus did? Or was that, was that probably the craziest? Uh, Gus, uh, you know, he, he was a character. Uh, you know, you could see that he had a temper. So when, when things yeah. weren't going the way he, he liked, uh, it would tell you straight in your face. I remember a game away at Blackburn, and, and I thought we were playing well. We didn't have a shot on target, to be honest. We, we were playing without a striker, so I think Vicente was like the number nine. I was playing, so we were passing the ball around well, but we, we didn't shoot, basically. And we were all happy walking into the dressing room, and he just comes to me and he says, you're playing shit. He said, I, I give you five minutes. He said, I give you five minutes. I was subbed after five minutes. <laughs> that was oh, good. no, really? Wow, so that was Gaz. No, Gaz was great. Gaz was great. You know, in terms of motivating, in terms of you know giving you the right advice and uh, you know preparing you for games, it was it was fantastic. You worked under some unbelievable managers, which we'll, we will get into. Um, so Ryan, we actually, if, if you're listening, we're going to go through Andrea's career, and then at the end we'll go from uh, some fan questions that you've sent in. So Ryan, do you want to kick us off with the first go question, starting from yeah. the beginning? Yeah. So Andrea, obviously, quite early in your career, you had quite a big decision to make. So. You were called up for the Spanish under-17s, but apparently said no. Why was that? Uh, because my, uh, both of my parents are Italian, and, uh, and I do right. feel Italian, uh, even though I was born in Barcelona. And at the time, there was a rule uh, that said, basically, if you played for the under-17s of Spain, you, you couldn't play for, for Italy uh, later on. Wow. Which, Jeez. you know, it's not, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. You're too young to, to remember that. So basically, I should have I should have gone and played for Spain under seventeen because it was such a big thing, and it would have probably changed something. Maybe not, but it was a great opportunity. So I turned it yeah. down because my my ambition and my dream was to was playing for Italy. Well, so and I was close. Now. I was close to play for the under twenties, but couldn't make it. Because you know, uh, Callum Hudson Odoi more recently. So he's actually played for England in the men's national team in a in a mm. competitive game three times. But he's, they changed the rule again now, so he can still change his nationality to yeah. Ghana, despite playing for the first thing three times. Greenish so, as well. He went from Ireland. Oh, yeah, to Greenish. England, yeah, went to Ireland, England. Yeah, I wish, I wish, I wish I could, I could just change it, but you know, now there's nothing I can do about it. But I should have, I should have, uh, you know, uh, gone and played for Spain. Did you try? Did you try to really make an effort for it, or was it sort of one of those things that just happened? And you had to accept it. Uh, what do you mean? I, I obviously your, yeah. when I when I played, uh, I made my debut at eighteen in uh, in the Spanish Championship for Alaves. This right. is when Italy sent some scouts, uh, you know, to see me play, and uh, and obviously there was some interest. I got some emails from the manager as well. So oh, I was I was really keen on on playing for the, the Italian national team. Eventually, they they thought I wasn't good enough, or they thought you know they had better players in Italy, and I, I didn't make it. But you know, it would have been great. Oh. Whereabouts in Italy are you from? Or oh, sorry, where are your parents from? Because obviously you were born in Barcelona. Yeah, my dad is from, let's say, the center of Italy, the, the east coast. It's called Ancona, and my mom is from near Venice. And they met oh, nice. halfway, halfway in uh, Bologna at the university. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, my mom is a saint because if you see my dad, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that anyway. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so the next question was uh, that, so you started your career obviously at uh, Deportivo Alaves and then moved on to uh, Barcelona. That must have been a huge move for you to make as, you know, a young man uh, to like the biggest club in the world. 
Um, how did that feel? Did that? Were you excited? Were you a bit nervous? I was. I was very excited and very nervous as well. And uh, and basically, when you walk in at Barca, you feel that you are one of the biggest clubs in the world. Just the offices, mm-hmm. uh, just the contract that you signed as well. The papers look different. So it's, everything <laughs> is is better. You know, bigger. And yeah. uh, and it took me a while uh, to adapt to it in terms of. Remember, after two weeks, uh, I had to train with the first team. Man, and when you see Ronaldinho walking in, uh, obviously <laughs> Messi, w- Messi was young, but Iniesta, Xavi, Eto, uh, so many big players and big names. I had to pinch myself, and 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 I was uh, telling myself, just act normal, act like if it's something normal, you know. Don't don't look nervous. But I was honestly, I was shaky, I was panicking. What's that? And then eventually, I got used to it, which uh, you know mm. I feel sorry about because you know you shouldn't get used to uh, training and playing with this. These sort of players, but you know, it was great—a great experience coming from Alaves. You normally don't go from Alaves to Barca, so um, it was it was great, man. And I obviously I enjoyed it. First did couple you, of months, it was difficult, but then I, I really enjoyed it. Did you pick up anything from them? Just that, that sort of stuck with you for the rest of your career, or you know, because <laughs> even just being around them, did, did it not have any impact at all? No, yeah, I mean, um, one thing I learned when I was at Barca is that the best players are probably the most humble ones you know right. they they don't show off they don't overact they don't they don't need to so basically mm-hmm. they're role models i remember xavi working in the dressing room and i was i was jealous of of him as you know the person he was not only the player but i wanted to be like him so i, mm-hmm. I tried to copy everything i could on and off the pitch obviously on the pitch was very difficult but <laughs> i did learn from them and, and obviously I, I got a lot better in terms of keeping the ball uh, you know the, the Andrea Orlandi that signed for Barca and the Orlandi that left Barca was a different player. Mm. Uh, but obviously, the main thing I learned is the way they behaved. I, I, I thought, well, you know, if these people, they're just down to earth. Uh, you know, this is how you should be. Uh, you see players that have played nowhere, driving fancy cars and, <laughs> and thinking they're, you know, the gods. No, I mean, no, because <laughs> I've, I've, I've been with the best and, and the best, you know, they're humble. Mm. Well, you say they're humble. Um, I read that... Uh... Ronaldinho used to make Messi, well, he, well, Messi was his coffee guy, basically. Is that is that true? And did you have any roles as well? Did the uh, older players make you do anything like clean boots? Or no, I like was, I, but I, I really wanted them to tell me just bring me a coffee. I would have done, I would have done it. You know, I was desperate <laughs> yeah. for it. But he said, I remember Ronaldinho telling Messi, uh, "How many World Cups have you played? Okay, bring me the coffee." Uh, that was that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it would say like, "Youngie, bring me the coffee," and and, and Messi would go, um, "You know, sugar? Yeah, two. Two, two, you know, two things of sugar. Messi wow. would do the coffee, and and that was it. But it was just a way of just embrace Messi and make him feel part of, uh, you know, of the team. And Ronaldinho, you know, he loved Messi. You know, from the start, you, he could see the talent. I mean, it was it was pretty obvious that it was something different. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when Guardiola took over, and he felt that Ronaldinho, because obviously Ronaldinho loved partying, uh, mm. otherwise he would have been the best player ever. Because yeah. the only thing missing for him was consistency. Talent-wise, mm-hmm. the best I've ever seen. He thought, okay, Ronaldinho has to leave. And then we have to, <laughs> you know, keep Messi with us. He shouldn't go partying. He should concentrate about, you know, playing football. And this will happen. Amazing. And uh, so, yeah, with, with Messi, like, there's so many people, well, so many people say that he's really shy. Is that is that true? Is he not much of an outgoing character? No, he, he is very shy. He is very, very so shy. Like, his ability on the pitch does not match the personality you think he'd have. Like you think Ronaldo is unbelievable, so his personality mm. kind of matches it. Like, it's quite yeah. Crazy but I've, I've, I've had, I've met, I've met players, and and I just 
uh, I think they're genius. You know, they they're not like normal people, and uh, and they behave. And they're in their, in their own world and you should respect that and this is messy you know he won't talk uh, and as, as you say in England he, he lets the pitch do the talking so he just goes out there and expresses himself uh, in the dressing room he just he can just be quiet for two hours no problem anyone want a coffee <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. thing you say he's a great coffee maker but then uh, <laughs> but then if you talk to him he remembers absolutely everybody's played with uh, every pitch is played at Every team is played against at youth level. I mean, his football knowledge, his football brain is unbelievable. So he, yeah. I'm sure he's going to be, maybe not a coach, but a sports director. He's going to be involved in, in Barca's future for sure. Mm, 100%. Amazing. I mean, so then after that, Andre, obviously you came in, debut for Barcelona. How did you find out that news? You know, what was, what was the first reactions to that? That must have been surreal. Yeah. Uh, first, I was, yeah, I was in the squad list and that was already a big thing for me. Uh, yeah. So we travel up to Bilbao, and then we had a meeting. It wasn't a meeting, really. We had like a pre-match pre lunch, uh, and it was quite late because uh, the game was at nine, nine o'clock p.m. Wow! And then Rijkaard started writing down the starting lineup, and then one of my teammates from the B team just, it just was knocking me over. Like, are you starting? I said, come on, you know, stop it. I said, are you starting? I said. Starting. <laughs> And I just turned and I saw my name there. I saw Orlandi as a left back in a back four. And I thought, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting, man. <laughs> so I just, I just, you know, stopped eating. I couldn't eat anymore. And Eto was sitting next to me. And then he said, well, is, is that the first time you play as a left back? And I said, yeah, first time ever. And he said, well, don't worry. Just give me the ball. You'll be fine. I said, okay, thank you, Samuel. <laughs> and and, and this is what I did. Not that it made me feel any better at all. But, uh, you know, it was, it was, there were some nervy moments, and then once I got to the stadium, yeah, I, I kind of relaxed. The first, man, the first okay. time I touched the ball during the warm up, I thought, okay, I'm on it. You know, I'm at it today, and yeah. I had a decent debut. Nothing special, but you know, when when you made your debut for Barca, it would no, be no, crazy. No, no. Like, imagine the nerves just knowing that you're going to start, but then figuring out you're playing in a position you've never played before. <laughs> yeah. Like, on top of that, it must. Was it a good I mean, distraction? Well, just was it a good distraction? I mean, I, or did I'll tell you. I'll tell you something. Worse? I, it made it worse, and and the thing is, uh, every time I had the ball, I had to do a throw in, especially in the first half. I had the you know the Athletic Bilbao manager close to me, and he would tell the winger, "Just take him on." He's shitting himself every time I got the ball. <laughs> I, had, oh, no. I had their manager, yeah, shouting so to make sure I could listen. And uh, this, you know, this little fucker, you know, he's just just trying to make me nervous. But I was I was at it. I was on it, so I, I didn't care. Yeah, having watched you play for Brighton. I wouldn't have put left back down as a position. No, uh, I would have seen you play. Maybe Graham Potter. Maybe he'd yeah, play left back. Yeah, Graham Potter plays yeah. anyone anywhere. You know, certainly left left wing back or something. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, you'd be great in a back five. You know. Yeah. Well, listen. If uh, if I have to play for Brighton and I'm playing as a left back, I would have do, I would have done it no problem. By the way, the game against Wolverhampton, I ended up playing as a left back. The game we drew three. Oh, yeah. it, it, that, it was all attack. It was all attack. It was me and David Lopez playing at fullbacks. Yeah, that was. I think that was. Uh, they were down to ten, weren't they? They only yeah. had ten men, and then they equalised. The and then Gas put Bruno in midfield. Knowledge. It, it, oh, it is yeah. something. It is something strange. Bruno, Bruno midfield. in midfield. Yeah, me yeah. as a left back. David Lopez. I recall this as game. a right back. <laughs> annoy me. I'm normally really good with game knowledge. Yeah, it, it, it suddenly you'll come back to me. I think uh, Stephen Dobby. It was Dobby a three, three all. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Dobby played. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Dobby scored. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're yeah. going to wow, learn Jack something about Jack. Andrea. 
his ball knowledge about Brighton and just football in gen- general is unbelievable. Mad. No, so unbelievable. He, but yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Yeah, I've, I've got it all in my head. You know, I can't remember my mum's birthday or something. I can remember, I can remember the Brighton schools. So. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, go on, Jack. Uh, talk about on, Jack, uh, talk about your ball knowledge for the final, mate. Yeah, well, I noticed that uh, during your time at uh, Barcelona, it was the Champions League final. So, were you involved in that at all? Were you involved in the first team squad, or did you? I was. I was in the. I was in the Champions League list. Yeah. So if you if you check Wikipedia, I've got a Champions League trophy, but. So Jeez. I take that. <laughs> it's all right, then, isn't it? Champions League winner here. Unbelievable. But I, I didn't I didn't travel because uh, you know right I was yeah. I was playing uh, with the second team. We were playing to get promoted to let's say the Spanish Championship. I see. So I, I was involved with them uh, during the week, and obviously Barca won the Champions League against Arsenal, and then I played in the league at the weekend with the first team. So that was it was a so great week for, get, for me. You didn't get a medal then. I. I should have asked for it. I never asked for it. But I, I could have had a... Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah, I should, I should have asked for it. it. Yeah, I, I should have taken it. it. Just... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, but I was just too shy to ask, you know. It was like, you know, my yeah, medal is somewhere. It's somewhere. I don't know where, where it is, but it's not, a, it's not at home, unfortunately. <laughs> probably in the kit man's draw. He's probably yeah, got like definitely. five of them. <laughs> he never got to give away. <laughs> yeah. um, sorry, just a quick one on like the whole Spanish B team, like Barcelona B team, Real Madrid have that. Is that do you do you like that? Do you think the Premier League clubs should do that and have yeah. maybe like a Man United B team or a Brighton B team within the football league? Or do you think the yeah? Or do you think that works? I think really I think it I, I think it I think it works. I mean, it it, it does prepare you better, uh, you know, to make the next step. Uh, you know, in England, it's to the youngsters, they're more ready than than in Spain in terms of mentally. You 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 can see they're ready to play in front of a thirty thousand, you know, full crowd. They're not scared of it. But you know, there's a huge gap between reserve football and, and first team football mm. so you end yeah. up going out on loan to lots of clubs it can work but it could also you know just finish your career at the beginning mm. so if you're That's nursed and you've you cared about the same club uh, with a B team and you play professional football as well so that prepares you a lot better for you know to play at the highest level I think it I think it works in Spain in Italy they have the same problem it's yeah. actually worse than than in England basically at 19 if you don't make it to the first team you you're gone so there's no, there's nothing in between. Yeah, there's yeah. the under-19s and that's it. And then first team. There's no under-23s or, or anything like it. So it's, it's, a bit of a, oh. it's a bit of a mess. I think that, you know, the system in Spain works and works, works quite well. Yeah, you know, you've got Real Sociedad, for example. They play so many youngsters because the Real Sociedad B team is playing in, in the championship. And, mm. uh, and the, those, those guys are ready. And they can't get promoted, can they? They're not allowed no. to get promoted from the league. No, no, no. Just... No, well, once, part. yeah, it is weird. Once uh, Real Madrid B got to the Spanish Cup final against Real Madrid. Did you know that? What? Like age, no, yeah, ages. I feel ago. like a vague Jack would know that. No, that's I, something to Jack be fair, would know. Never, never heard of that. So that's a yeah. good really? one for me. Yeah. yeah, they got to the Spanish Cup final against the first team. That was crazy. Obviously, the first team won. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, oh, imagine, cool, imagine if the second team beats them. <laughs> yeah, it, it was oh, it was crazy. So oh, was there like what? Okay, what's your like? take on the sort of building a system of a player because I, I remember seeing uh, I think it was Arsene Wenger say something about how a young player develops and they can obviously say going out on loan B teams did you ever have like a, a preferred way of sort of doing it did you prefer to go out on loan would you prefer to sort of stick in and around a, a youth system or, or, or you know what would be your sort of style choice I mean the ideal scenario is uh, you grow you grow up at the same you know youth academy mm. and then go through the stages up to the first team 
never happens. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, 80% yeah. of the time that Rarely, doesn't happen. Yeah. And then it all depends on, on, on players, uh, Ryan, because if you look at, for example, Barcelona youngsters, Gavi is 17 mm. and he's and he's starting for Barca every week. It's mad. At 17, I wasn't nowhere near, uh, you know, the level required to play uh, course, in La Liga. Yeah. So every player is different. For me, going out on loan, you can't get lost. I remember my, my season at Blackpool, which was very difficult. And we had players on loan from Chelsea, from Man United, uh, from Everton, Liverpool. And I thought, why are these clubs sending these players here? You know, they're just, kill, they're just killing them. Because they, yeah. they're going into a team who's struggling. You know, there's no the atmosphere is not great. The team performance is bad. So how is this guy, this young kid, going to enjoy it or going to learn? Mm. Going to improve from this experience? No chance. So mm. they, they were, they're just sending players on loan for the sake of it. It doesn't make sense to me. If it's a season yeah. uh, loan, long deal, let's say, okay, because there's a project or there's a club that you yeah. know benefits this style of play, it, it makes sense. It's just going yeah. out on loan to play a couple of games. I can't see it, I can't see it working. It's interesting. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, Go back to Barcelona quickly. No, that's all right. Um, in an interview with Adam at Bright of Albion, you made the point that if you had stayed at Barca for one more season, you could have potentially got more opportunities in the first team then. Because uh, I think it was then when Pep Guardiola took over as he was playing more youngsters. And in your words, you said that those youngsters weren't necessarily better than you, which I love. <laughs> um, so th things could have been a very, very different uh, if timing, if, like, if, with timing. Time, timing is everything, Ben. And, and I've been a bit unlucky at Barcelona because when after my first season, I did really well. Uh, Barca made an offer to Alaves to buy me and mm -hmm. because I was alone from Alaves and uh, yeah. and basically th that summer Barca had a transfer embargo uh, after sure. the offer was made <laughs> and and Alaves refused it Barca had a transfer embargo for for two months so I was that was done and then the a common occurrence at Barcelona <laughs> yeah. <embargo>. don't ask <laughs> me no, anyway, no comment no comment <laughs> and then the following yeah. season when Guardiola was taking over uh, he wanted to talk to me and I thought you know that my time at Barca was was done. I didn't want to play for mm. the second team anymore. I wanted first mm. team or I wanted out. So I didn't even talk to him, which obviously I deeply regret. Oh, uh, because obviously every player that stayed with Barca B with Guardiola, under Guardiola, uh, either they play for the first team or they move to La, a La Liga team straight away. Because wow. the attraction of Guardiola and the way they played and, and the way they improved under, under Pep was was huge so had I stayed for another season you never know maybe mm. Guardiola wouldn't have liked me I wouldn't have played I don't know uh, but played left back maybe still <laughs> probably, would have, Spanish probably left back ever probably or Italian yeah. left back sorry <laughs> <laughs> probably yes yeah. so That's you never know yeah. you never know uh, you know I don't want to I don't like you know to look back but that was a that was a bad decision at least I should have spoke, spoken to it. For us, it wasn't because we got to yeah. watch you play at the Amex, so we're not complaining. <laughs> okay. So that's a nice transition, actually, because obviously you come over to Wales, to Swansea. I mean, that was quite a jump, to say the least. How the how was that settling process? I mean, obviously, we talk about a settling process, but that must have been quite a, a big change. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I got back to Alaves, went back to Alaves. Alaves went into administration, no money. We weren't getting paid. And then Roberto Martinez, the, the coach at, at Swansea, saw me playing for the first team in the cup. And after that game, he rang me and said, well, I, ju I just want you at Swansea. And I said, okay, yeah, but, you know, I'm, I'm here at Barca first. I got a contract with Alaves. I don't know where Swansea is, basically. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very glamorous place. You should have told me. I'm sure he sold it well. <laughs> anyway, you know, as the, the summer progressed, uh, then, 
you know, Swansea was an option. Uh, became an option. I had offers from Greece, uh, but I didn't fancy it. And then, you know, the last day of the transfer window, I ended up going to Wales, which was, you know, sh- a bit of a shock for me uh, because you go from Barca and everything was perfectly structured to Glamorous. a club <laughs> that was, yeah, was very familiar. No training ground. We used to watch our own kid. A different style of football. I couldn't speak the language. I couldn't speak to my teammates. Uh, the weather was terrible, and I thought, "Wow, you know, this is gonna this is gonna take you know a while to mm. uh, to actually for me to settle in and adapt to it." But you know, eventually, uh, Roberto said something to me: "You're gonna stay here for six months, and then you wanna go back home. Uh, you want to go back home, or you're gonna stay in England for nine, ten seasons because you're gonna love it." And basically, the period, the first six months period, is when I thought maybe I should go back to Spain. Once I got over the line. I fell in love with with English football and, and I just wanted mm. to stay there for the rest of my career. Wow. Yes. Well, I, I mean, it's an amazing journey you have with Swansea as well. Like, you went all the way from the third tier to the Premier League, like player finals. It must have been... It's a good club to pick, shall we say. Exciting. It was it, it was great and that's why I, I signed for Swansea because I thought there was a story to be to be written there. Mm. And, and I believed in Roberto and, and I thought, well, we got a project at least there's going to be something different. We were the underdogs every season. Well, probably in League One, we were favourites. But then in, in, in the Championship, we were favourites to go down every single season. And then we finished eighth, seventh, and then third and got promoted. So, And basically, by playing different style of football. And, uh, and, and it was great. You know, I enjoyed my time on the pitch. It was difficult off the pitch, uh, if, I'm, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, and the first two seasons with Roberto were the most difficult one for me because I, you know, I didn't play that much. And then I had injuries after injury. It was, it was hard, but it was a great story. Five years, uh, you know, in South Wales, and uh, and obviously we made history. The fir- first Welsh, uh, you know, team yeah. to get into the Premier League before Cardiff, mm. and obviously Swansea City fans are super proud, and and I'm obviously very proud of it. <laughs> Amazing. What's the? Can you uh, shed light on the story of the? I don't know who the staff member was, but when he gave you like a bin bag with your kit in, saying like, "Here you go, get changed. Let's go to training." Could you <laughs> tell us about that story? Yeah, it was it was uh, the player liaison, like uh, Lakey Hugh Lake, and he went. Uh, he gave me a bag with my with my kit. Get get changed, and I'll pick you up. I can't remember the time. And then we go to a training, and I thought he was joking. Thought, well, they're taking the piss, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get changed, get in, get to the training ground, and everyone's gonna be laughing at me. So I just kept my, uh, you know, my uh, my gear on, and I had I had the bag with me. When I got to the training ground, well, everyone was driving on in their kit, jumped off their cars, put the boots on, and then train. And I thought, okay, there's no, there's no dressing room basically. So I had to get changed in the car, put my boots on, and train. And it was, and it was like, oh my god, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Jesus. But it was, yeah, it was different. But then you get used to it. I mean, uh, you know, okay, we had to wash our own kids. So what? Let let's go out. Uh, let's go out there and play and and play good football. And this is what we did. Did any of the players find the funny side of that? Surely they thought, right, here's a lad from Barcelona, used to the glitz and glam, and he's just had to get changed. Like surely, like maybe Angel Rangel or Martinez kind of saw the funny side of it. Yeah, they they probably felt sorry for me at the beginning, and they they thought, poor guy, he doesn't know where where he's come. But no, it was it was good, man. The atmosphere was great, you know. With Angel, uh, you mentioned him, uh, you know, friend for life, and uh, you know we had a great bond from the start, and uh, and obviously he helped me a lot. He helped me massively. Uh, but I I'm I'm quite an easygoing guy. 
I mean, yeah, I would come from Barcelona, okay, uh, good enough. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm I was at Swansea, I was at the same level as the others, and well, if I have to to watch my own kid, I'll do it, no problem. I, I got on with it, even though a few times Sorry, I did complain. I, I have to be completely honest, but. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure a lot of other ex-Barca players would have probably left by the, top, by the time you've done. So fair yeah. play to you for sticking You're not there. wrong there. Um, sorry, so your time at Swansea, you worked with some unbelievable managers. So like we said, Roberto Martinez. So Paolo Sosa, Salsa, yeah. is that how you pronounce it? Sosa, yeah. And Brendan, and Brendan Rodgers as well, who's obviously gone to do brilliant things. Uh, might be a tough question for you, but who did you prefer working under? Um, I mean, probably the one that trusted me the most was Paolo Sosa, uh, who basically turned me from a, an okay winger to a good midfielder. Uh, he, he taught me how to play midfield. He was a great player himself. He won two Champions Leagues with mm -hmm. uh, Borussia Dortmund and Juventus. Uh, Roberto was, you know, it was difficult for me because he, he would always tell me how good I was, but he would never play me. So I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> you know, what's, what's the point? And then with Brendan, I had, I had a great relationship. I still have to this day. Great manager. Yeah. I love going into training. Every morning I would wake up like, really wanting to go and train because I would learn mm. every day uh, and mm. it was the perfect mix between Roberto very attacking and Paolo very defending so very defensive mm. so it was uh, you know tactically good the training was fun uh, you know physically yeah, we I've were heard, ready I've heard his training's really good fun no it's great and and the first conversation I had with him uh, because obviously I was I was running out of contract and I had to sign a new one he said you know just stay here because you're gonna love it uh, you know, I'm 100% sure you're going to love the way we train. And, and yeah, I did love. I did love it, you know. And, and the relationship with him was great. He loved Barcelona as well. So we used to speak about Barca's games every every Monday, take me to his office. Hey, amigo, what do you think of, of this? What do you think of that? So we, we <laughs> talk about tactics. Yeah, yeah, he loves, <laughs> he loves speaking Spanish. And, uh, and he's, a, he's a great manager. And obviously now with Leicester, things are not going, uh, you know, uh, fantastically well. But mm. probably one of the best I've had. Yeah. And just quickly on that, so could you tell that Martinez and Rent Rogers as well, both young managers at the time, could you tell they were going to go on to great things, especially in the Premier League as well? Yeah, yeah, with Roberto because he's such a clever guy, and uh, and you could see he was he was destined to to do big things. Uh, and and Brendan, yeah, because his knowledge was great, and 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 obviously, I mean, going to Liverpool was a huge step. I didn't expect him to go to Liverpool from Swansea. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, but I remember him calling Probably me. Too big. Uh, you know, I was I was on holidays, and he said, "Well, I'm 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 phoning three players, you know, and one of the players is you because, blah blah blah, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm going to Liverpool. I had an offer from Tottenham that I turned down, but I can't turn Liverpool down. Really? Wow. And uh, and I said, "Well, I appreciate your your call. I wish you the best, and and obviously, mm. you know, thank you because you you've been such a great manager, blah blah blah." So. Still to this day, I speak to him, and and you know we've we've got a great relationship. But I knew it was going to be successful. He was very unlucky not to win the Premier League with with Liverpool, mm. by the way. Yeah, very unlucky. So to close off your sort of time with Swansea, then your final season, you actually ended up scoring one of the fastest goals in Premier League history. Well, how special was that moment? That must have been crazy. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it was very a very difficult season where I never played. I had a few injuries uh, when I started playing, and then. The week I knew I was going to start and Brendan changed the system, we were going to play a 3-4-3 three, three, just, to, just to play me in because we had Gilfie, Sigurdsson, Joe Allen, Leon Britton. We had a few midfielders there. So he had to put an extra midfielder in order to make me play. I got kicked. Uh, you know, it was a Thursday we played the game and I pulled my, my calf. And I thought, oh. no chance, I have to play. 
I have to play. I can't, I can't, you know, just, just pull off mm. because of the calf, you know, another injury. I was like, so I, I basically uh, played, uh, you know, through pain, uh, you know, with painkillers. I knew my calf was pulled. And obviously, it did help scoring after 20 seconds because it, can, I can, it kind of released. Sub. After 25 <laughs> seconds, it like, kind of took a huge off. weight off, off my shoulder. So the, the, the pressure was gone. And then I, yeah. I, 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 uh, I gave an assist as well. So I had a crazy first half. Uh, and then I had to, I had to be subbed at halftime because I, I pulled my calf. But I would have played at Old Trafford mm. the, the following week. I would have played against Liverpool because, you know, I, I kind of showed and I showed Brendan that I was good enough to play more in the Premier League. Mm. And then when Brenda left and Laudrup came, you know, lucky, luckily enough, Laudrup came and he didn't want me there. So I, I signed for Brighton. Hey. Wow. I mean, Jack, you, can move, to the yeah, next you can move on to that one. <laughs> so I, I, remember, right <laughs> I remember the day you signed uh, was, I, th I don't think it was transfer deadline day. Um, I think it was just before. because It was the, the 30th, probably. Yeah, um, I think okay. it was the 30th. We had a crazy then... deadline day, didn't we, that day? If yeah. I remember yeah, right, we, we signed a bunch of players. Then we signed me as well. Dobby and, and David Dobby, Lopez, yeah. the, the 31st. And, yeah. and Dean yeah. Hammond. You're all Dean Hammond. Hammond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but then also, like you, you played your debut, I think, maybe the day after at Burnley away and actually got an assist on your debut. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah I did. Although that, that goal was pretty boring compared to the other two. Because uh, Mikhail Smith scored yeah, like a kick, yeah? overhead yeah, yeah, yeah. kick, and then his other his other goal was about thirty yards. So they were they were far more interesting than those ones. I was, your I, assist I, for Gordon Greer. I got abused by by Gus after the game because he said, "Who told you to take the corner?" Really? <laughs> really? I wasn't supposed really? I wasn't supposed to take the corner, but I said, "Listen, I'm good at it, so I'll take I'll take them." And said, "Okay, fair yeah, point. Yeah. It's a yeah, great so. decision. Yeah, <laughs> thank yeah. God you did. Yeah." Yeah, because then we uh, never would have got that Gordon Greer goal, which lives long in the memory of Brighton fans. Surely his only one, one of, one of very few. Um, yeah. When you were signing for, uh, when you were signing for us, apparently Poyet was watching something on his phone whilst you were signing the contract yourself. Were you able to tell us what he was watching on his phone? Yeah, he was not not on the phone. Uh, he had like a screen, uh, you know, up the oh, wall, okay. and he was watching David Lopez uh, taking free kicks and David Lopez goals. <laughs> And then, he, and then he comes, turns to me and he said, you know, they're offering me David Lopez. You know, I have to sign him. And I said, yeah, do it, man. You should do it. I said, you know, I, you know, I just signed my contract. You know, he's such a great player. And he went, yeah, I think I'll sign him. And that was, that was wow. the conversation. Do you think he was uh, watching videos of you whilst he was, uh, David Lopez was signing uh, his contract as well? Be like, <laughs> no, but I have a funny story with David Lopez based, uh, with these videos, which is great oh, because... The first week, uh, obviously, I made my debut, and then we had a full week of training. I think we were playing Sheffield Wednesday on, on a Friday night. It was a big game yeah, at we the Amex. Um, yeah, <laughs> Buckley scored. I can't remember. Mikhail Smith as well. Anyway. <laughs> I think I think Wayne Bridge, a deflected free kick. Yeah, maybe Wayne Bridge maybe... scored. Yes, I was there. Kick. I remember now. Yeah, uh, I was okay. there. I remember that. I got good memory as well. <laughs> and basically, that week, he organized a friendly against the reserves, and there was a free kick. You know, edge of uh, edge of the box, and he said, "Well, the two new players will will take the free kick." So Andrea go first. So I took the free kick. I think I don't know. I I didn't score anyway. I don't know where it went. <laughs> then then it's David Lopez turn, and and he, and 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 Gas goes. Well, guys, you know these guys supposed to be good at free kicks, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then La David Lopez understood it. Obviously, his English wasn't great, and he and he just looked at Gas in Spanish and he said, "Haven't you watched my DVD?" Like. <laughs> 
and I'm and I'm like, what what is the guy? You don't know how good I am. And I said, okay, that's confident. <laughs> Basically, he took the free kick and yes. scored. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! I said, like, wow, yeah. this guy is this guy is good, man. And and basically, I started calling him DVD after that day. So I still to this day, <laughs> I call David Lopez DVD because he, he, no he told the manager, "Haven't you watched my DVD?" It was like, "Wow, that takes a you know a bit, yeah, bit of bollocks, really." Uh, <laughs> got, I've got his shirt behind me actually. There. I've seen it. Yeah, see I've it. seen it. Yeah, I've seen wow. it. Yeah, that was actually his match worn shirt as well. I don't know if it's right. been washed. I used to have a shirt which just had his face on, and it said uh, Spanish Dave. Dave. I remember yeah, that, Spanish yeah. Dave underneath. I remember wearing that oh, to amazing. school, and uh, everybody thought, "Wow, that that guy's cool." <laughs> um, but yeah I, I love Lopez he was a Lopez and Orlandi it's a mm. superb on your, combination um, on your transfer mm. Andrea before we move on you uh it wasn't kind of the first time you ever met Gus was it he watched you play for Swansea Reserves was yeah. there is there a story about that and you you think you might have called an ego cowder on to try and sort out a move for yourself <laughs> yeah I mean I I wasn't really motivated for that one it was Chelsea away at Coban Lukaku was playing I remember and um <laughs> and then I saw <laughs> yeah well he was playing at the same level at the time and yeah. and i saw gas and i saw gas and i thought wow you know maybe i should i should try and play well because you know brighton brighton could be a great opportunity for me and you know thinking ahead of next season and i, and I had a good game and then i spoke to him after and and probably that game made him think okay maybe orlando could be a you know a good option for us to mm. next season and obviously the friendship with calderon helped and uh, and Gas rang me like five days before deadline day. It was an hour and a half long conversation. He asked me about absolutely everything: Do you smoke? Do you drink? Do you go out? Are you are you married? You got, are you do you have kids? Uh, blah blah blah. And wow. and then he said, you know, I want you. I want you here, at Brighton. Don't say anything to anybody. So I kept it, you know, quiet. Following day, Inigo calls me, Calderon. Oh, you're a fucker! You don't. You didn't tell me. Gas called you. You're coming to Brighton. He told me to stay silent. You know. Well, <laughs> but you should. Effort. You should have told me. We, we're friends. I said sorry, Kalle. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, he doesn't hold a grudge. Luckily. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, and then <clears throat> you kind of formed like a. I'd like to call it a Latin boy band. Uh, so you had yourself, <laughs> Bruno, David Lopez, Leo Ajoa, Vicente. I'm not. I don't think I'm missing anyone, am I? Um, but how important Probably was that man. click? How important was that click to the, the chemistry on the field Spanish and also how Albion. you played? Yeah, Spanish Albion. Uh, it was great, Ben, because uh, there is there is a risk, you know, bringing players from abroad. Uh, you know, I had it at mm. Swansea, the second season, there were too many Spanish players. And then, you know, even the, the English ones, or you know, from other nationalities can feel a little bit, uh, you know, uh, it's not, a bit. yeah, and not very comfortable with it. But, you know, because we were you know mixed with uh, with the british ones uh, i mean we were a group it's true that the spanish players would obviously get on together and the good thing about it we were we were uh, real friends more than teammates which makes it even more special so yeah. when you walk out on the pitch and you turn and, and i see calle and calle is my is like my brother and i see david and he's my brother bruno is mm. my brother as well <laughs> i'm gonna die for you out there you know it's like it, mm. the feeling we had uh, we felt we felt it was special and then the same you with the British players. Well. I think fans could feel that. You know, yeah. it was, it was great. It was great. And, uh, you know, I've never had this feeling again. And I've never had it before and wow. never had it after again. You know, to wow. be playing with, with real friends, with brothers out there. Yeah. I love Gordon yeah. Greer. I still speak to him this day. I love uh, yeah. Gary Dicker, uh, Bucks. Get him on the podcast. Ashley Barnes. Get him on the podcast. We've had Buckley already. We've, yeah, we've had Buckley from that generation. No. 
Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I but... love them all. Adam and Lab, honestly, it was mm. it was such a great group. <laughs> I Crazy watched character. Him, I watched Adam and Lab play the other day. Uh, Where Whitehawk? Ah, really? Whitehawk now. Still playing? I know the video. Mm. If you look it up, of uh, there oh, were no. five five red cards in the game, <laughs> yeah. and there was like fighting <laughs> all over the pitch, and Elab <laughs> yeah. didn't get sent off. Wow! Of all, everything else going on, he didn't get sent off. Was that the one oh, where that, well, people, were, people were saying that the police yeah. should have been called to the match? That's Genuinely, how bad it, it got. Craziest <laughs> game of football game, <laughs> football game I've wow. ever seen. It was in the mm. eighth division in England, and Adam Elab just in the middle of all these players <laughs> fighting. Like I love Adam. I, I love Adam to death, man. Such a great guy. <laughs> what a what was your reaction when you um, when you found out he was then. Egyptian? Because like we used to love that. Especially in League One, he was like our oh, only yeah. international player, and no one, no one really could understand how he was Egyptian. So when you yeah. found out he was Egyptian, was that yeah? A I mean, uh, probably uh, I used to make the the, the odd silly question, uh, you know, if he could speak any, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he could speak the language, but I, he couldn't. And, and obviously, he got called up for the national team while I was there as well. Yeah, and he that. would room with with Mo Salah. Uh, Mo Salah was his room, his roommate. Course, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh wow! So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An international player, man. Let's get on. So while we're on that generation then, because there's one player we haven't really mentioned enough, and that's Vicente. And what? probably probably thought of as one of the best technically Albion players ever. What was it like playing with him? What, what was it like as a person? Speak to us about a bit about Vicente. Well, Vicente, we used to call him the king. Uh, he had his throne. When, when he, he used to come home and he had his throne there for him, where he would sit down. <laughs> You know, it, it just sat next to me on the bus and I would I, I was the coffee maker for Vicente. And he loved, <laughs> he, he, he loved my cappuccino. He was he was a special Wait, footballer. Wait, really? You actually did yeah, the yeah, coffee yeah, for Vicente? Yeah. You know, I used to make no the way. coffee for him, yeah. Of course, man. Of course, the king. <laughs> we, we call king him the king. Uh, technically, uh, and I'm not <clears throat> exaggerating, at the level of, of Barca players I, I trained and played with, <clears throat> he was wow. that good. I mean, really? uh, Vicente, yeah, Vicente in his prime was Barca-Real Madrid level. And, uh, and obviously, I met him at the end of his career, and he was still unbelievable. So imagine, imagine a Vicente, you know. Uh, I always remember fitness. that Madrid didn't Madrid bid like forty million euros for him in like two thousand three, yeah. which obviously back then was like mental money. Is that actually true? That he, yeah, that it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And Val- Valencia, oh. yeah, obviously, yeah. I said no. We no got chance. him for free. Yeah, didn't yeah. cost us a penny. It's such a shame we didn't get to see him as much as we probably could have done because of injuries and stuff. But every single time we've spoke to a player from that era, they say that he is, along with Gus as well, for a manager point of view, the best probably Brighton have had. Um, Would you actually say that about Gus? No, not to my Gus in a minute, but would you say that about Gus, the best you've worked under? Yeah. Yes, he is. Um, Vicente, definitely the best best player uh, to play for uh, for Brighton ever. 100%. One hundred percent. And Gas, yes, is the best award under uh, because uh, you know that he's so clever at understanding what the player needs. You know, if you need to, if you need to be caressed, uh, okay, Andrea, you're nice, you're 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 very good, okay, he does. If you need to be kicked in the ass, he'll do it as well. And exactly at the at the right time, if he could see I was relaxing a, a bit, and even during games, it would just whistle to me, and I knew that that whistle was for me. And I thought, okay, <laughs> you know, mad. I just need, I just need to wake up, and uh, and if he made me feel, he made me feel very, very good, man. I learned a lot under him. Um, you know, his half-time speeches as well, 
very clear of what he wanted from us uh, before games uh, as well three minute video no longer than that with two or three you know key aspects uh you know to try and to try and beat the opposition and and that was it no it was, Everyone it was talked great about you know obviously the promotion year being the best year but i still look back on that era of brighton and and think yeah. that is probably the best connection one of the most thought of eras in my opinion at brighton in Probably the last decade, I'd say it is. It sticks in the memory probably the most. We we felt we felt it was special. We as players and uh, and I've looked at some of the games and and we we played really well, and uh, and we were ready for the Premier League. It was a it was such a shame we we didn't get promoted, man. It was. We had a very good. I still season. can't I believe think it. Was it was a 12-13, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, 12, 12 13, wasn't it? 12, 13. We, we should have we could have gone up there, and I think we would have been all right. I think we'd have asked we actually. Do you think yeah. that we would have? Do you think we would have survived in the Premier League if we got promoted that year? Yeah, do you absolutely. Think we would have kicked on. Really? Absolutely, yeah. You three, so? four additions. I, no I agree, more. to be honest. Three, three, four good players, and and that was it. We didn't need more than that. The group was was so good, very solid. Mm. We loved each other. The manager was one of the best. Quality was there. Mm. Uh, we could run as well. So we had everything, and uh, we were ready. And we had and we had the fans. And we had the, the fans, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, and of course the best fans <laughs> in the world. I think for that season as well. Like I was about. 15, 16, so the first time I sort of went to football my own without my parents to like all the away games. And it was just so exciting to watch a team just play so well. Hmm. Um, like I remember I went to Middlesbrough away on the coach and uh, Andrea scored. It was a great goal as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and I remember well, just thinking, this is the best team. We're going to win the league. We're going to do everything. But, uh, I think me and David yeah, scored I, that day and, and we were worried yeah, because we yeah. had no backs, we had no Kazenga. So we had no mm. speed, you know, to play that day. And and, uh, and we had like a meeting with fans during the week and I said, don't worry, we're going to win 2-0. And we did win 2-0. <laughs> and I scored. So it was, a, it was a great, it was a great day. Yeah. I remember that game well. A fantastic mm. game, that one. Yeah. So before, yeah. before I forget, and the last thing on Vicente, obviously it ended a bit sourly. And it's reported mm. that he commented on Gus Poirier. I've got the quotes here. So he said, Gus is the worst person I've ever come across in football, selfish, selfish and egocentric. One, is that true? And are you surprised he said that after everything that, after the yeah, season I'm, that we I'm had? Yeah, I'm a bit surprised. I'm a bit surprised yeah. he said that. I don't know when he said it and why he said it. Uh, I, but I love both of them. Uh, you yeah. know, so I, I mean, probably the relationship... It wasn't that it wasn't bad, really, uh, but was because not. when I talk about genius of the game, Messi being special, Vicente was special as well. So you needed to treat him differently to me or or, or another player uh, because he was mm -hmm. a special footballer, and and sometimes probably he felt he should have played more, and and he didn't uh, because mm -hmm. you know, Vicente was on the bench, you know, for a long time. Then he was out injured. But Gas felt, you know, that the choices he was making uh, were the best for the team, for the good of the team. So, you know, you're always going to have people talking well about the manager, people talking uh, badly. But I, I think that if now they, they meet and, and speak to each other, they'll be absolutely fine. Jack, do you want to, do you want to talk about the, the one yeah, we so don't want to talk if, about? If, oh, God, <laughs> I mean, I, I, this, when I was a kid, this was, after saying how great it was, this just was <laughs> devastating. I mean, did it hurt the players as much as it hurt the fans losing Crystal Palace in the uh, playoff semi-final? Because after that amazing football, it just all came crashing down so hard. And I've, it seems like if, if we had played maybe three or four more games, 
like the season three, we would have gone up automatically because we were. Yeah. I think we were only four points off, and it just yeah. felt so crushing. Uh, Jack, I think we we felt so superior at Selhurst Park mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, we thought. Sure. We I thought I thought that I, yeah, I, I so could good. see I could see myself in in Wembley. I said oh, I yeah, am we, we, we're qualifying. Yeah. And then that the day of the return, like the atmosphere was was strange. I don't know how to describe it, but on the pitch, I could feel even the noise was different. Uh, their players were angry. Obviously, we know what happened after, uh, but yeah. it was and before it was, as well. Yeah. 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 Exactly. What happened before? <laughs> do we know? But we do found we know, out later. Oh, we do. We didn't know. A Palace player said it. On a podcast, it was a coach said, driver. It was a coach driver. Yeah, the coach driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pulled all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we didn't know at the time. We found out later. Oh. But listen, it was it was strange, man. It was difficult, and I, I remember playing and thinking, "Wow, they they look like a different team." And then I, I think I got kicked. I got stitches in my eye. Got subbed, and Ashley Barnes comes on, hits the post, and nearly scores. Yeah. I think Speroni yes. makes a great save. Mm. One nil, one nil, Brighton. We we in the final, so that's the difference. You know, just we were just inches away. Even the from following it. corner, I think the corner very shortly after that ball cleared off the line. Yeah, yeah. Bar, wasn't it wasn't meant like to be. Was it? Yeah. As well. yeah, and then yeah, Zaha was. Zaha scores, and and that's it. Game over. Mate, they were they were carried by Balassi, and yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and Zaha obviously. And Zaha. They, yeah. That yeah. was literally it. It was, it was so much better than them. It hurts, so hard to take. It, it's still, it's still, it's still, still hurts. Hurt. When you look back on it now, and I was only, what, about 12? And I remember watching it and I was just thinking, I mean, that was probably the first time I've really felt um, the heartbreak of football. Cause there are, there are two games, Ryan, that I've, I haven't been able to watch over again. This is one uh, against Palace. Yeah. And then uh, the return leg against Derby, which was probably oh, the worst God. game I've played for Brighton. Oh, and it was my last yeah. game for the club. So these are the yeah. two games I've never watched back because yeah. I, I can't, I can't yeah. watch it. I can't do it. Yeah, like, understandably. I, ha- I had to watch the uh, Palace playoffs on YouTube earlier just to get the memory going again for this podcast, and it was yeah. painful watching that. But, um, I've, ne- I've also, never watched it either. I've never, never watched, watched it back. Game again. Never. Watched never, it back. never, oh, never. Whenever Obviously, I see the goal come on, I like look away or turn the TV same. off or something. <laughs> same. Exactly <laughs> um, same. On to more positive things. Obviously, the following season, a um, bit of change in management. Uh, you yourself, unfortunately, had a bit of personal issues with injuries and things like that. But then, obviously, the magical game away at Forest. <laughs> what was that day like? Um, what an unbelievable moment! But as as a player on the bench, what, you played a pretty significant part in the celebrations. What was it like when Ujoa headed it in? Yeah, I, pl- I can't remember how long I played. Then I was on the bench. I took my boots off, and when Ujoa scored, I, I just ran run on, onto the pitch, you know, barefoot. <laughs> so as I was running, you know, towards the players celebrating with fans, Kazenga turns. So I had to stop my run and then just slip and tackle Kazenga. <laughs> I could have, honestly, I could have killed that. him. Yeah. And basically, I, I, I was booked. I was booked as well. So the referee yeah, booked me. That. What, for tackling Kazenga? Or yeah, for, for tackling Kazenga, <laughs> for invading the pitch, for everything. I remember right. you getting booked because everybody cheered. When the referee walked over to you and just went, yellow card. you got to yes. be careful. you got to be careful with Kazenga because he's injury prone as well. That could have been a... But it was it was a great moment, man. That because we didn't expect to qualify. It was uh you yeah, know, it was just the last minute and then mm. and then we thought we were on the bus, uh, you know, on our way back to Brighton and we thought maybe maybe this is the season, you know. We're not favourites. Mm. We just got there in the last minute, but I think the Derby were stronger and then they yeah. were they were better prepared yeah. and, and even though we started well the first leg at home, scoring first, I think Lingard scored. Yeah. Uh, mm. I think Matthew yeah, Upson with a with a game. crazy penalty, and then they were lucky to and score. We, I think 
Yeah, it was rusty. They yeah, went 2-1 and it went half time on it. And the then... goal was scored off Kushak's back. Like yes, that's it. Yeah, exactly. And that was a penalty. Typical Brighton. We had a, a good first half and that was it. And, you know, in, yeah. in both yeah. legs. Yeah. I think the return leg was yeah. my my worst game for the club. It was, yeah. I was that terrible. That team, though, I felt like it would have probably struggled maybe if it had gone up because while it was very good, it was that there were some things missing every now and then. Yeah, yeah. It was a different team compared to the previous year. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it was different. Agreed. Good, but not as good for me. That's, no, that's yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the thing missing was Gus in that. But um, I mean, Andrea, the, I want to ask you now because obviously closing off on the Brighton sort of era, rather than just saying how difficult was it leaving, what was your your favourite sort of memory? What what sticks in the mind even to now to to your time at Brighton? Um, well, I've got I've, uh, every memory is a good one, uh, Ryan. Uh, obviously, my second daughter was born in Brighton, and mm-hmm. and it was basically. Uh, before the yeah before the Nottingham Forest game, uh, you know before uh, qualifying for the playoffs, that was that was that's why the when we qualified, you know that that last minute goal from Leo Joao was special. But the goal scored mm. against Newcastle, that was a great moment for me. Yes, uh, and I have to say that that season was was just I was looking forward to every single game. I felt like. Mm. At home playing at the Amex, uh, I couldn't wait to to run out on the pitch and you know and and hear the fans. I still get, listen. I still got you know like <laughs> yeah. So it was it was great. It, it was great. And obviously the following season, I I I got injured after three minutes the first game of the league uh, away at Elland Road. I did my my knee and and obviously it took a while to. To have a surgery on and decisions weren't great and obviously i paid i paid the price for it and and that's why i'm, I'm hurt but uh, you know every everything every time i think about brighton is you know i just i just smile because it's good to hear it was, yeah because it was great I, I loved it i loved every second of it yeah i think that most fans could probably say the same if, if they're listening they remember that sort of era of brighton and the championship as well if we if we get them on they sort of say the same thing it's like I'd say those are the two best mo- sort of moments in Brighton recent history. I'd say the rest of it's been good, but I don't think I don't think you can really top the way that that connection to fans was then. Yeah, and that promotion. I think that was probably the most the most the fans were sort of involved with the club in a positive way. I mean, other than that was Hippier, and I'm not even going to talk about Hippier now. Um, <laughs> that was a good season, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> we, can, uh, we can skip what happened after that, and Ryan, again, it'll be your question next. So if you want to quickly take a look, I think we should I, shoot, I, shoot I to the uh, to the Cyprus. Yeah, I, I can skip, <laughs> skip Blackpool. Um, it, it yeah, forget about Android. the Blackpool bit. <laughs> can I ask you about one game at Blackpool, uh, even though we're skipping over it? There was yeah. one game I remember. I think you scored twice, <laughs> and then you lost seven-two <laughs> away at Watford. All oh, goals man. scored in the second half. Yeah, that, that looked a crazy <laughs> game. Because obviously, when you went to Blackpool, we all looked at the Blackpool score. Yeah, we time. did. Yeah, I can't lie. We, well, how's Orlandi doing? We love <laughs> yeah, Orlandi. Yeah. yeah. And then we saw that, and I think, oh my god, he scored two. And then I put my phone away at half time. And I came back out, and it was like, oh my what god, the hell I scored four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was crazy, man. Uh, I I remember it was the 39th minute because I looked I looked at the at the board and, and it's 39 minutes and we're losing seven two on the second half. So there's still six minutes to go. We couldn't have yeah. losing ten. We couldn't like <laughs> giving away ten goals. It was it was terrible. It was ter- great first yeah. half. We were terrible. Yeah. But then the first half was brilliant, and then 
you know, one minute into the second half, they were, they've already scored and, and we, we just crumbled. It was it was so crazy. Probably one of the moments football. where I felt I felt worse than a football pitch. And, uh, yeah. and I remember telling my wife, please just keep the girls awake because I just want to <laughs> talk to them when I get back home because otherwise yeah. I'm going to just, honestly, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, it was, it was, was that, so difficult. Was that, the worst sort of, was that the worst time in your career, would you say? Yeah. 7-2 defeat. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the whole season, really. Because mm. first of all, I didn't want to leave Black Brighton. And uh, yeah. I, in England, my time in England, I've always played for teams that were mostly winning. And uh, you know, going in in the right direction. Then I got to Bra- to Blackpool, and Blackpool was just going this way, with no brakes on. So we, we and you could see it. Uh, but then I thought, well, maybe you know, I can I can still, you know, do something, and uh, and enjoy myself playing for even yeah. a team that's struggling. But you know, it never really happened. And uh, they and still beat us though that season. Blackpool still beat us. Yeah, but was it at the Amex? Was it? No, no. it was at Bloomfield Road. Well, just, it? Yeah. yeah, I remember that. You didn't turn up to the Amex, did you, Randy? No, no, I didn't. Why is that? I, no, no, I, I didn't want to play. Um, really, I, I, you didn't want to. I, I don't want to say I faked an injury, but I did. I did it, yeah. Fake an injury. Yeah. <laughs> I did Jesus. it. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to. I didn't want to play at the Amex with Blackpool, man, or with a with a different team. It was like, no, I don't, I, I don't want to be doing that. I didn't fake it. So I had a prob- I had a problem, but I could have played easily. Could have played, and yeah. I thought no. Yeah. And it's then I did play. The I did play at home. Gone. No, sorry, yeah. I did play at home. We, we beat Brighton one 0 It was a terrible, terrible yeah. game. O'Hara scored a great free kick, uh, yeah. but it felt so strange, man. It felt so strange. You know, it was yeah. like yeah, I bet. Yeah. It was See, difficult. the funny, the funny thing is, the one Blackpool memory I'd associate you with at the Amex is the six-one drilling when we absolutely smashed him. Do you remember that day? Cause yeah, yeah, of course. I, I do, think yeah. you, I think you scored. Would you score one or two? I, I can't remember. I think I David scored Lopez, one. Yeah, Ashley Barnes, couple of assists. Buckley. Yeah, that was the best yeah. goal of the season. That was. Oh, that, mate, that, that one that was... where you play it to him, he flicks it back in, oh, and then you curl it outside of the Beautiful goal. That yeah, it was. It was great. Yeah, with David. Yeah, we 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 had the. We love playing with each other, and we understood each other. It was mm. it was just, you know, fantastic playing with him. Mm. So then, after that, um, everything with Blackpool, Brighton, everything in England, you go to Cyprus, um, and you went on a European journey. Did you not? Love this. Uh, how how love was this. that over there? No, it was good. I mean, uh, I signed for a club that was kind of rebuilding themselves, but difficult season. And then I signed for the champions, Apoel, and um, and obviously with Apoel, we qualified for Europa League. And we nearly got into the Champions League. We just lost to... No, we drew against Copenhagen in the last minute at home. Uh, otherwise, we would have played against Leicester in the Champions League group, for example, that season. Oh, wow. And uh, we won the group in Europa League. You know, and we beat Athletic Bilbao uh, in the last 16. And obviously lost to Anderlecht. And then Anderlecht lost to Man United. That was the season Man United won it. So it was, right. it was, a, it was a good experience, man. Traveling a, a, around Europe, uh, playing against good teams. Uh, you know, playing in Europa League. Uh, Who else did you have in the group? Because you had Olympiacos, which you famously beat. Obviously. We had we had Olympiacos. That would have been we, huge. Yeah, we mm. we beat them home and away, and and I mean for for Cypriots that was like wow, the best thing could ever happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had Astana and uh, what was it? Uh, Young Boys from Switzerland. Astana. Oh, okay. Yeah, Astana oh, from Kazakhstan. Yeah. Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Look at Jack. I'm sorry, yeah. Jack has the best. Jack is a cold place to go, man. I think it was minus 27 degrees. 
Yeah, because uh, Man United played there. But the last yeah, yeah, I think they I have. Remember. The stadium is closed <laughs> though. This is like a dome, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it That's was, right. it was quite chilly. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay. I'll, ben, do you want to move on to sort of Calderon? Yeah, yeah, let's do, let's do that. Obviously, we need to wrap up the yeah. time. Um, yeah. yeah. So your, your career kind of came full circle, didn't it? You started with Alaves with Calderon, and then obviously you joined at Brighton with Calderon, and then you ended up joining the then champions of the Indian Super League with Calderon. <laughs> <laughs> what was that like playing in... Yeah, your air miles, by the way. You are, <laughs> Your carbon footprint must be mental. Um, <laughs> but, but what was it like playing in the Indian Super League? And obviously, more importantly, back with Inigo. Well, Inigo, as I said before, is my, is my brother more than a friend. And uh, and yeah, uh, we started together and we, we we finished together. We retired at the same time, basically, for different reasons. But uh, it was hard my time in India. With my family, obviously, stayed in Barcelona. Uh, we went, we were moved from a five-star hotel to apartments uh, that I was sharing with Inigo, uh, and and it was hard, man. It was really really hard. And then, obviously, the team had won the league, and then the following season we couldn't win a game. It was. Oh it was just crazy. <laughs> so I, my idea of going to India was I'm going to enjoy myself and you know no pressure anymore and and just play and win. And if I can, I'll score, and I'll enjoy myself. Well, it was completely the opposite. We couldn't <laughs> win one game. I didn't enjoy one second of my time. Uh, not my time there because I actually loved being there. You know, the mm. people were great, uh, fans were great. Uh, it was special, but on the pitch, oh, it was so difficult. It was so difficult. I just lost like six kilos. I, I was skinny, like very skinny because... Because of the heat. The heat, the humidity, the food. I couldn't take the food, man. I was in the toilet 24-7. I was, I was going to say, if anything, <laughs> the, food, the food will make you bigger, surely. <laughs> no, I was... Uh, honestly, I was. I struggled big time. And uh, and then, obviously, I, I eventually signed for an Italian club and then retired. You know, I didn't pass the medical and that was it. Who, who but was it your was, manager? He was uh, John Gregory. I think he, he, oh, he played for Brighton. Ex yeah? Brighton. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was him. Nice. Yeah, he's an interesting character. I think he is. He's he managed is, yeah. Crawley, Crawley Town and uh, somebody <laughs> else around here. We leave it there. We leave it there. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before um, we wrap up, well, so let's just do quickly three fan questions. I've yeah, highlighted yeah. them green. Um, so Jack, if you want to quickly jump on the dock, but I'll I'll go for the first one. Um, mm -hmm. These are just kind of quick fire ones, Andre, and then we will wrap up in like, a couple of minutes. So the first one is, do you see yourself following Caldi and Bruno into coaching? And that's from Tony, Tony Mook. Um, I, I see myself more like uh, working for a club, uh, but not really into coaching. Uh, you know, more like as a sports director, uh, you yeah. know, more like trying to, uh, you know, to organize the club from a different perspective. But then I would appoint Bruno and Caldi as, as my coaches. I love that. <laughs> I love great. that. Um, I'll do the next one then. It's Jack's still getting his up. So this one's yeah. from Cam Stevens. And he said, favourite restaurant in Brighton. And I think, wasn't it? Did all the players used to go to some Argentine Carlos And um, the Salt Room as well, wasn't it? But yeah, you answered because I don't know. There's, I mean, there was a sushi one. I don't know if it's still there, called Sushi Garden. Is it still there? I think it's still I'm there. I'm not sure. I've never been I've to a sushi place in Brighton before. Okay, yeah. Sushi Garden. I, I love I love this one. Uh, and then, Is yeah, it? there's this Argentinian in Hove. Uh, I can't remember the name. Yes, oh, Latino America. No, Latino America. Exactly. It used yeah, to be Latino. Lovely restaurant. Yeah. yeah. 
It used to be Latino when I was there. Yeah, we we were always yeah. there. Right. See. Yeah, yeah. I meant to be yeah, going yeah, there Saturday, thinking. but we it's got like eight or better, my friend. But they could only book six people now because of COVID still, which is a bit um, unfortunate. It's so. got Brighton shirts all over the wall now. Yeah. There's yeah. a Ujo one. There's a picture of Boca Juniors yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Stuff like that. Brilliant. It's, uh, Damian is the owner. The owner is a friend of us. Uh, Damian from oh, Argentina. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. No, it's a I good see. place. Um, and then Jack, Jack the last. Yeah, on, so uh, then final question. Obviously, you watch a, probably watch Brighton a lot. Who is your favourite current Brighton player? Because mine is Alex McAllister. But then, <laughs> who is yours? I think McAllister is getting there. Uh, he's still mm, fulfilling his potential. I think there's more to come from him. Uh, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Lalana. I know he's not playing... Uh, you know, regularly, it's not, uh, you know, being the real Alana, but I love him since I played against him in League One when he was at Southampton. You know, I've always yeah. been a fantastic player, but, uh, you know, Bisuma is someone I like. Kukureya, I think, has been a good signing, even though the other yeah. day... What a signing. It was... Yeah, he wasn't Bukki. so good against, day, he day, against Burnley. Well, forget everyone. the Burnley game, it never yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but listen, I'll, 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 I'll go for Dunkey, man. I love Dunkey to death. I mean, Dunkey, yeah. Dunkey when, uh, when I was there, uh, he wasn't really used, uh, and and no. I remember I remember Gas being uh, you know on top of him uh, because he knew he could see the talent, and we used to tell him he's the best. I mean he's the best centre back really? we got. Yeah, and Gas mm. said yeah he's the best, but I'm gonna teach him the hard way. Otherwise he's not gonna be a footballer. So I think that wow. his time with Gas was really was really helpful from for him, and now see him he got a call up for England. Uh, you know I see he him is, playing yeah. the Premier League week in week out. I feel I'm so mm. proud. And it's like, this is Dunkey, man. Uh, you know, my Dunkey. Could you see that happening, Andre? Could you see him going to the levels he has done? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 always, I always thought he, he was, he was, you know, a, a Premier League player. And, yeah. Uh, you know, physically, technically as well. And mm. the, the only problem he, ha- he had, he had to wake up a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, the diving in in the, in the championship was, <laughs> was always a problem. I remember <laughs> yeah. the early days, he was... But even in, tra- even in training, I remember Gaz once uh, tested him. Uh, I think it was Gordon Greer was, was suspended. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, he used to write down the starting lineup. And he just wrote down Gordon Greer. Gigi. We used to call him Gigi. Dunkey was supposed right. to start. And then Dunkey was, was there what, uh, looking at him. And he, he didn't say anything. And Gaz went, <laughs> Dunkey, you know what? You know, f- fucking wake up, man. <laughs> I mean, you are starting. <laughs> you know? That's brilliant. I fucking wrote Gigi down and you don't say anything. And thank you. Well, well what am I going to say? Come on, man. <laughs> you need to wake up. And I was, I'm that was gas. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I would have been quiet. I would have been quiet as well. I've been saying that. I would have been quiet as well. I mean, but gas <laughs> was, was trying to pinch him and try to, uh, you know, yeah. to see if there was blood there. Uh, but mm, a great no, player. Like so, yeah, he has, mm. to, he has to be my favorite. Well, Andrea, it's been honestly such a pleasure chatting to you. This Incredible. is definitely one of my favorite episodes, 100%. Same. Your career is unbelievable. Um, yeah, like we said, you travelled the world, which must have been incredible. And you're a Champions League winner as well, so what <laughs> <laughs> well, more can you want? Um, what, so, yeah, I think thank- is, um, what I oh, think is most commendable, Ben, before you wrap up, is yeah. how honest you are. Because very yeah. often you get players' interviews where they don't quite say what they want to say, what's on their mind, whereas you just come in and you're very honest, very open. I, I rate it a lot. So, yeah, thanks, Andrea, yeah. for your time. Thank you, man. You made me feel, uh, you know, very comfortable. And, and you know, I mean, I've spoken to Ryan, uh, you know, for a bit. So he knows me, and now Ben, obviously Jack, you can have my number. Uh, we can. <laughs> and uh, networking, boys. We're networking. Welcome yeah. to our world. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, 
Like 2am in the morning, I'll be like, look at this kebab I've got. <laughs> no, but listen, the, the, what I wanted to say is, is genuine, man. I, I miss I miss Brighton. I love the club. And, and obviously, anytime you need me, I'm here. So thank you very much. Give Appreciate us a text when you're back and we'll go out. We'll have a, we'll have a yeah. night. We're going to we'll go sushi garden. And you're going to now go to the, was it Metropolitano? No, that's the, Metropolitano. It. Metropolitano. So, yeah, Andrea yeah. was telling us before the match, he's going to go watch Atletico versus United. So we should probably let him go again. Andrea, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Jack, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Ryan, I'm going to an even on. better game. I'm going go to Milo Oak versus Littlehampton Town <laughs> in the 10th uh, tier of English football tonight. So <laughs> it doesn't get, Forget Atletico. That's the real game tonight. Forget Griezmann. Love it, Jack. Love it. Right. Um, so right. before we go, Andrea, there's one thing. We always ask our guests to mm. tell people to comment something in the YouTube section. So it can be really random. So Fatboy Slim told people to comment DILF because it means something quite rude. Um, I can't remember what Knockout and all them lot done. So just anything random that you want people to type in the comments. Any Anything random? Like oh, uh, yeah, these are the goats, something any, like that. Anything you want. If you could get anyone to comment anything, what bring would it back, be? bring back Orlandi. Come on. Yes. Can, can you comment? Yeah. That? Get it in there. Perfect. Comment that right now. Comment that right, right. now. Amazing. So <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, so like leave a rating and all that good stuff. Comment, like the video, and um, subscribe, of course. And yeah, we will catch you later. Peace. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.